Good morning. Well, here we are again online. However, it's quickly coming to an end, my friends. We will soon be meeting together in person. I believe we are now in the final countdown. I'm also believing that this is the last time we will have to be apart from one another in person. We are praying to that end. We do so appreciate your faithfulness as our community at Elam. You have stuck it out. You haven't faltered in your determination for what the Lord wants to do going forward. There is no doubt that we will all come out of this pandemic time stronger and deeper in the knowledge of the Lord. And when we are together in one place, we will be running together in His purpose and will for the church going forward in our covenant with Him as Jesus, head of the church. I want to encourage you today with a thought that I feel the Lord has given me concerning His kingship position. Someone gave me a funny illustration the other day. It was about the difference in personality between cats and dogs. If you feed a dog and see to its daily needs, the dog thinks you are its king and will forever be faithful to you. On the other hand, if you do the same for your cat, they think, wow, this person really serves me well. I must be king. I'm sure you would agree with me today. The dog's personality is somewhat more appropriate for us than the cat's. Don't worry, cat lovers. I like cats too. We traveled to Victoria last summer. It was somewhat safe to do so at the time. We rented a little house on the beach, a bit old and shabby. However, its redeeming factor was the sound of the waves lapping up on the shore and the view of the mountains in the background. Every day, people would be walking their dogs on the beach, the dogs loving every moment of it. One day, I noticed a large white dog waiting for his master at the bottom of the pathway that led from the street down to the beach. It was quite obvious that this lovely animal was raring to go on his daily run, but the master was delayed at the top of the path talking to someone. The dog kept waiting and waiting, his head looking in the direction of his master. Not going off on his own, because in his doggy brain, he was a faithful dog and looked at his master as king, and obviously had been well trained and probably loved the fact that a run on the beach was much better accompanied by his master. Finally, the master came down the path, and as he did, the dog took off with much speed. However, that particular day, the master wanted to go in the opposite direction and just started walking. He didn't call the dog to attention. He didn't whistle. He just kept going. The dog, however, realized that his master wasn't walking behind him. I saw him stop abruptly and look back. He immediately made a U-turn and ran toward his master to catch up. I have to say it was a lovely sight. The master was king in this lovely dog's life. So the question can be asked today, who is king in my life? Who is king in your life? We can say very quickly, maybe without even much thought, well, of course Jesus is. However, our actions and behavior don't always match up with that statement. There's a lovely verse in Psalm 123 verse 2. Reading it from the Passion Translation. The way I love you is like the way a servant wants to please his master. The way a maid waits for the order of her mistress. 
We look to you, our God, with passionate longing to please you and discover more of your mercy and grace. This psalm is addressed to the Lord who is enthroned in the heavens. There's a lifting up of the eyes to the king. When we're enduring trials or hard times, others will maybe come up to us and say, look to the Lord. But what does it really mean to look to the Lord? Let's examine the context of this verse. In Bible days and historically, not all servants were well treated. Obviously, they were looked at as being a lower breed of people. If they didn't obey their masters, their very lives could be at risk. Not only were they to serve their master's command, but there were times they had to be mind readers and look for every single move of the master, his eyes, his hands. They couldn't spend time daydreaming while doing their work. They had to be present at all times in mind and body. How many know today that our master, our King Jesus, is not in any way like an earthly master? When we're in a pit of despair, for example, the only way for us to get up and out is to look up to where our king resides. Where is that? On his throne. And listen to this. It's not a throne of judgment. It's a throne of immeasurable grace. And because of that fact, we can invite him into our circumstances, knowing that he will deliver us from all the bullying, slavery, and manipulations of the enemy. Now here's the thing, there are things on our part that need to be rooted in us. For example, faithfulness is a must, trust is a must, and so is obedience. So often people treat the Lord as if they are king and Jesus is their servant. A bit like the cat mentality I told you about at the beginning. After the Lord has brought deliverance and healing, the person can very often wave goodbye with a dismissive hand and continue to do their own thing until, of course, they need his help again. This is most definitely not looking to the Lord. Looking to the Lord is knowing with a deep certainty that we have come to a place of having a deep love and respect and awe for who he is. Yes, the one who sits enthroned in the heavens, but also the one who humbled himself and left the splendor of heaven and came as a man to our aid. He knows our every weakness and has come to raise us up with him now. He's altogether present in our day-to-day -day circumstances. See, God's plan is to raise us up to where Jesus is now. When we are able to digest this wonderful revelation and it becomes a part of how we live our lives on earth, we are then able to live our lives a completely, at a completely different level. That is, in Christ. And it affects everything we are and everything we do. How incredibly wonderful is he, our King Jesus? You know, it comes down to this, very simply. Remember the story I told you at the beginning of the dog on the beach? Yes, he was faithful and well-trained and obedient, but this is the important part. He loved, above everything else, the company of his master. A run on the beach would not have been anywhere near as special or enjoyable alone. What made it wonderful was that daily companionship and run with the one who owned him. I don't know about you, but I love the fact that I'm owned by my king. Nobody wants to be owned by anyone else these days. Society dictates that this is not healthy. However, let's realize there's not a hardship, it's not a daily drudge 
to be owned by Jesus. I love to be with him 24-7. I'm so thrilled that I can say Jesus is my king. I am loved by him. I am surrounded by his love. It's a wonderful place to be. In these days of independence, even we as believers can be swayed by society's beliefs of living for oneself and one's own betterment and strivings to be the best we can be. Maybe there's nothing inherently wrong with that. However, without my king, I will never experience the best. He has what's best for me, deeply embedded in his loving heart toward me. He knows my way better than I can ever know. I have the experience now of being able to say that there is no better place to be, no better place to live life than in sweet companionship and relationship with my King. Let's together in this season look to Him. Let's come to the place of anticipating and knowing His heart. Let's wait for His move. When He walks the path in a different, anticipated direction, let's make that U-turn and follow Him, not expecting Him to follow us because we know he always chooses what's best for us and for his plan and purpose on earth. If we want to co-partner with him in his purpose, we need to wait on his direction. Which path is he taking? Because this is the path we need to also be on with him. Who's king? Let's get his divine judgment and wisdom. This is the only way to live a victorious Jesus is my king lifestyle. The bride said these words to her bridegroom in the Song of Solomon. Draw me away with you and let us run together. Enjoy your run with him today and in the days to come. Enjoy the exhilarating company of your king. I can guarantee that every day will become meaningful in ways you can't even begin to imagine. Come into the revelation of knowing what it means to live under his kingship rule. Find yourself coming into a new dimension with the revelation of who he is. Yes, he is our king. Will you join with me in this prayer today? Together now, we address our verses to you, our king. We know and have experienced that relationship with you is the best and most productive way to live our lives. We have come to see and know with a deep certainty that coming under your guardianship is a beautiful thing. It's not arduous. It's not self-depreciating. On the contrary, it's the most wonderful experience we can have on earth. When we live this way, when it becomes a revelation to us, then as we go about our daily lives, others will see you, the King, shining out through us. Surely there can be no greater reward than this. We choose today never to treat you as our servant, but instead come willingly under your loving care and yield to the rule of the King. When we do, we know that our lives are completely blessed and that your grace is forever flowing to us. We love and worship you, our King, Jesus Christ, lover of our souls. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We continue as a pastoral team to pray and lift you up before the throne of grace. Remember, you are loved. <laughs>